Hey everyone, and welcome back to Full Inventory Podcast. Today's show, we're going to talk about our trip to PAX East. My name is Jay Walsh, and I'm joined today by my brother, Chris. Hey, how's it going? So yeah, we're just going to talk about our general thoughts, talk about the games we played, and we'll take it from there. So, I guess, what were your thoughts on... This was our first PAX for both of us, so what were your thoughts on the convention? Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of uh, games there, a lot of merch, spent way too much money. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think there were some things that could be done differently. Maybe demo-wise they could take into account that would make the whole experience a bit smoother, but we could get into that. Yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, I had a lot of fun. So. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, walking in and then being on top of that escalator and just looking and seeing games and inflatables and people everywhere was just an amazing feeling. So yeah, like he was saying, not really much that I would change. It it wasn't as, I guess, busy as I thought it would be most of the time compared to some other conventions I've been to that are packed 24-7. Uh, so they did a good job with keeping lines in, in check and things like that. Like he was saying with the demos, there were a lot of demos that they were very long. Some lasted like 30 minutes, so you didn't really get a lot of people playing in there and you'd have to wait you know three hours just to try a demo and the lines were always capped so there were a couple games where we wanted to play but we didn't even get the chance because every time we went back they were capped yeah for people who don't know the show floor is open for eight hours so when we were actually waiting in line for pyre there was a guy in front of us and he was telling us how at one of the indie games he was checking out that he asked them about how long their demo was, and they said their demo was 45 minutes to an hour. And he said they only had two PCs set up. Which is crazy. <laughs> so if you think about that, 45 minutes to an hour, the show floor is open eight eight hours. That means you can only get a max of 16 people, and as maybe a little more if it's 45 minutes, checking out your game. Yeah, That's it. And, you know, I've made some small games before, but, you know, if I was ever trying to show off a big game i'd want to get as many people in as i could to get as much feedback as possible yeah because you think about it those 16 people are probably people that already somewhat know about your project or know about your game right, so right, right they're going to be the ones that are going to be there checking it out so you don't really get to give it to a new audience or show a new audience yeah exactly but uh yeah i mean i there was a lot of merch like he was saying i didn't really buy that much Let's see, I bought a couple vinyls, and that was actually about it for me. They were giving away a lot of free stuff, though, so I did come back with uh, a bunch of things still. On the first night, we actually went to an IGN Battleborn party, so they had maybe 12 kiosks set up to play Battleborn with each other. They gave us free drinks, free badass glasses, and um, Battleborn character pins as well. So that was really cool, especially since the drinks were 12 bucks each. It was nice to have a free drink. That was nice, yeah. Um, We didn't stay long, though, but we saw some pictures later. It looked like it was pretty cool, but uh, we were mainly there just for the free stuff because they didn't really show anything off, so it it wasn't really worth staying for. So that was the first night. Well, that was Thursday, so before PAX even started. Yeah, it was like a pre pre-game party i guess you want to call it uh we only got tickets you can get three-day passes for friday saturday and sunday but we only managed to get the friday and saturday hopefully next year we can get the three-day passes 
because there was definitely a lot of stuff I still wanted to try, but just ran out of time. I wish the the floor was open later, actually. It seems a little short to me, but... Yeah, they have the convention center itself is open. So it opened, I think, 10, 10 to 6 was the, the show floor, but the convention center was actually 10 to midnight, so... You know, they didn't have the floor open for the games, but they had a bunch of other stuff going on. Yeah, we so. did stay till midnight for both nights playing. We, well, we went to the concert the they, first night, yeah. and then we uh, we just played. They had a room full of classic arcade games, and then they also had a cool room where you could pretty much rent out any game out of 100 games, and they had systems set up in three huge rooms, so you could just go in there with your friends and play whatever you wanted, really. Yeah, but it would be nice if they had the floor open at least maybe, like, 10 to 8 or something like that, yeah, a little longer, yeah. just so... Especially if they're gonna have these demos this long. Like I said, if they... If PAX was able to put a restriction and say, hey, you know, let's have demos that are only 15 minutes long and solely gameplay, that'd be better, because as we're gonna get into some of the games we did play, a lot of the games did have... A lot of story and a lot of cutscenes in it, which I mean, I get you want to push the idea of the game, but at the same time, I don't want the whole plot of the game played out for me in a you know half hour demo. I'd rather just see the gameplay mechanics and see how the game's gonna play. Yeah, knowing the, I mean, if you give some background to the story, that's cool, just so people know what your game's about. But things like Mirror's Edge, going in and seeing the first fifteen minutes of the game as a cutscene, I don't really need to see that right now. I just wanna play mirror's edge do what you like about mirror's edge run around and stuff the we got into most games uh the one we really wanted to get into we happy feel which in case you don't know is like a bioshock-esque kind of game we weren't able to get into that one because every time we went there that just said the line was capped and then we come back 30 minutes later line cap line cap all day pretty much so i mean i guess we could have waited there and eventually we would have just been put in the line but yeah every time we went back it it was just line cap so we just went somewhere else yeah no i didn't see that uh on the first day we were there on the friday until we were actually leaving yeah we were going um, up the escalator to then get i on noticed the bus home, yeah and, I and we're like it. oh man it's we happy feel <laughs> yeah so if uh i feel like one of the things we did realize at least is friday seemed a lot less crowded that yeah. seemed like a better day at least the line wise the lines weren't I didn't really see too many capped lines on Friday. Yeah, so that's and definitely I, the day you'd probably want to play the games you want to play the most. Yeah, and I think Friday we more so kind of just took everything in and just walked around where we probably should have gotten to games that we wanted to play. I think just partly because, you know, Friday it's easier for people to get off, especially people if they're local, you know. A lot of people work Monday through Friday, so Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be more of a packed day, whereas Friday wasn't. So definitely next year I think Friday will be more of finding the things we really want to play and getting in line for that as opposed to just you know shopping around and just kind of checking out the floor i think that could be more for like a saturday or sunday because yeah we didn't notice that game till the very end and then like he said when we got there on saturday it was just capped the entire day so yeah i mean this was our first year like we said so next year we'll, we definitely can go with some knowledge we didn't go on sunday but i think next year i would definitely save sunday primarily for shopping because i've heard you know they do cut down the prices on a lot of things just to try and get rid of the merch i mean i have heard that they do sell out of things a lot too 
uh, on Saturday, one of my friends was looking at a Mad Moxie statue, and they sold out yeah. on Saturday morning. They had a bunch so, of sold out. I mean, if there is something you see that you really know you want, then I would just go for it. But, you know, other merch, definitely wait till Sunday. There is a lot of the stuff, too, though, that the developers do have on their website or on their web store. So even if you can't get it, you can find it. There wasn't, yeah, yeah. There wasn't too many things that were exclusive. I did get a couple, but nothing... Yeah, I nothing think crazy. Like that seems what it's like at most cons. Um, they do have a lot of stuff that you can get online, but like you said, there are a few exclusives. But you know, it's nice you're being there, so might as well get some merch while you're there. All right, so let's talk about the games. So the first one we stood in line for was Mirror's Edge. We were probably in line for maybe hour, hour, hour and, and a half. half yeah, wasn't uh, too so bad. that wasn't too bad. Uh, we were able to. It was all in one center with. For Xbox, so they had Mirror's Edge, Gears of War, Cuphead, and Overwatch, I believe. Yeah, Overwatch. Um, you had to stand in separate lines, though, but, I mean, at least while we were there, we were able to watch people play the other games, so we could still see everything. So, once we got into Mirror's Edge, we all got put onto a station. Like we were saying before, it had a long cutscene in the beginning. Oh, and it, Mirror's Edge is... This Mirror's Edge is multiplayer. I don't know how that's going to be incorporated Yeah, they didn't yet. explain that. But uh, everyone's demo <laughs> would crash when after, I first started playing. Because after the 10, 15-minute long cutscene that you had to yeah, wait through in the yeah. beginning, then the demo would crash. Yeah, because it was trying to connect to the multiplayer session, and it couldn't, so it would crash a game. And I thought I was going to have to restart that cutscene. That's what I thought, and I was about ready to walk away yeah. from the console if that was the case, because it was, it was a decently long cutscene. Yeah, but the other thing was... It wasn't really a demo of sorts. It was almost like an out, this, like a beta. Of yeah, the game. like this is what we've made with the game so far. Just go and play until we tell you to stop. Because it was the beginning. It was the cutscene, and then you pretty much go into that tutorial in the beginning, which was weird because you could skip it. But that's all they wanted you to play was the tutorial. Yeah. So if you skipped it, you wouldn't be able to play anything. Once you get to the part where they wanted you to stop, I guess that you know they'd the title screen would come up and everything and that's when the person from xbox would be like okay you know your time's up whatever but one of our friends actually there was a change in shifts i guess of the xbox people and uh so he got to play farther than that and then when he played farther than that it got to points where <laughs> characters didn't have faces anymore and stuff like that because obviously it's not actually a demo it was uh it was just their game it was just they, their game yeah, what they, they just finished. want you to play until they told you to stop so, I mean, it was cool playing. It did look really nice, a little glitchy, but when we first got up there, they pretty much told us this isn't what the final thing's going to look like because it's obviously they're just still working on it. So it, it did look good. It did play pretty smoothly. Played like old school Mirror's Edge. So that Yeah, was good. I, mean, I mean, they didn't really show too much stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I think they're bringing combat into this more because there was definitely, in the old one, really all you could do was punch and then slide kick you really want to avoid combat at yeah. all costs in the old one this one it seems like you can actually go in it, and it seems like they want up. you to want you to fight people because there was a couple points where they would uh pit you against like two or three people so i mean there were a bunch of new combat moves that they showed off other than that pretty much the same basic moves running jumping wall jumping i think there was a pipe slide where you grabbed the pipe and ran around the corner i don't remember if that was in the first marriage yeah i don't remember if that was uh, there either. yeah but that was really the only new thing so it was it was a cool thing to play but 
not really maybe not worth the wait i probably would have next time just watched someone play yeah. it and then not played it yeah i mean and that, that's gonna be another trend i feel like is that waiting in line for these you basically see the entire demo anyway yeah so yeah. you kind of don't know it's not really like a surprise of what's coming like you already see the gameplay especially for something like mirror's edge and like we saw it so it was pretty much just a tutorial but like if you want to play Gears of War, that's different. You know, you yeah, could play Gears, with people, yeah. play actual multiplayer. Gears was that, land multiplayer. Yeah, it's different. Doing, yeah. So, you know, things like that. Or maybe games that you're just really excited about, go way in line for those. Like, I was really excited for Pyre, so I waited for that. Yeah. So right after that, uh, Cuphead was right there, and the line was pretty short for that. I don't think anyone really knew what it was, surprisingly. Yeah, if you don't know what Cuphead is, it's an indie game. It's uh, partnered with X Microsoft. Um... And basically, it's a co-op shoot 'em up, I guess, or like a uh, yeah, side-scrolling side shooter, shoot em up. Or whatever. Um, and you play as Cuphead and Mug Mug Boy is his name, I think. And everything is drawn in the style of like 1920s, 1930s cartoon. Yeah, everything's hand drawn. Everything's so hand drawn. Hand drawn animation. It's got like old school music too. It's a really cool. You I've know been, it if you see it. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this game for a while, and it's been getting delayed a couple times. Uh, so I've been really excited for this game. I've waited for it for a while, and they finally had a demo of packs. So I was really excited to play that. So we played that for a little bit. And... Yeah, games. I mean, a lot of games, I don't really mind when games get delayed if they're making them better. Um, so pretty much with this demo, uh, you got to go in, you could go into the shop, they taught you how to play. You go into the shop, you could buy some power-ups, um, like there are different attacks, different super attacks. You only had one super attack in the demo, but you could buy a regular gun, there was a tri-shot gun and a homing, homing gun. Yeah, yeah. Homing gun. There was um, stuff to boost your yeah, stamina, boosters, like your build. Yeah, get extra health or recharge your super faster. Um, but once you're done with that, there was five bosses, I believe. Yeah, you just played bosses. You didn't play any levels. Yeah, so, so they you could just go to each boss. There was an easy and normal mode. We played on normal. We played four of the bosses. Playing it on normal, I don't know. I didn't think it was that difficult except for one boss. Yeah, um, only one of them was really that hard once and we were you, especially once you learned multiple times once you learn the this um the, the pattern of the boss yeah it wasn't too bad um yeah I yeah mean, so i don't know if if we played on easy i think it would have been i like think if we played mode. on yeah easy we would have beaten it in like five minutes i feel like because... i hope i'm sure they will i'm assuming maybe once you beat normal they'll have a hard mode and i uh, hope yeah. they do to bring in the challenge but uh yeah, it was really cool. Each boss felt unique. They had different attack styles. And um, like you were saying, once you figure out the patterns, you know, you just got to watch and see what they do. And then uh, it's pretty straightforward. But, they do um, have a revive system, too. So if your partner yeah. dies, you can revive them. Uh, yeah, so that's you're not the thing. out Any, for the boss. Like Anything that's anything that's pink in the game, you can slap and like get rid of. Call, so guess, some yeah. enemies shoot pink bullets, and you can actually guard against them i guess that's also how you build up your special meter quicker if yeah you do that too and that's so. how you revive your player too they turn into a ghost and slow it up for like two seconds and if you get them in time they come back with one hp i think and it seemed like the more times they died the faster the ghost would disappear yeah. off the screen so yeah. if you died you know five six times in a boss it's going to be a lot harder to revive you than if you died the first time yeah but overall it was a pretty cool game and i'm very excited for when that comes out and that was a fairly quick line that was like 
20 minutes, yeah. half yeah, hour, we maybe there tops. Long at all. Yeah. So um, that was nice. Yeah. After that, uh, right across the alley, we went to a game called Live Lock, which is almost like a Diablo 3 style dungeon crawler. But, it's like uh, a twin stick shooter as well. Yeah, so. futuristic. Um, so there are different classes, like there's a healer, a DPS, and a tank. tank yeah. uh, that's all we saw in the demo. I'm sure they're going to have more, either more classes or more characters later on. Um, each character had four abilities, I believe. Four, yeah. Um, and, you know, you just work together to kill the guys, build up your combo. And it's pretty crazy. It's really hectic. There's so many enemies on the screen, explosions everywhere. It was, I managed, I only died once in the demo, I believe. So I managed to stay alive, but it was very hard to stay alive. Now, what class were you playing as again? I was the DPS. Okay, I was the healer. We were on different uh, teams. Yeah, they split they us split up. They split us up because everybody was with two people. <laughs> yeah. So they needed three people for it. And yeah. they are just like, does anybody just want to go one with one one split up? So I was like, I don't care. I just yeah, and we moved up a little bit in line, yeah. so I guess it was worth it. So uh, They also had a contest going on for the highest score of the day. So it and actually you, turned out that the healer was getting the highest score. Yeah, and if you got certain, if you hit certain point thresholds, that's how you would get Free stuff. merch. So they gave you like a shirt and all that stuff. I think I was only like a thousand points off of getting the, the poster, which I think was the next level. Yeah, but we both did get the shirts. We both got the shirts. Um, but yeah, I played the healer. The healer is pretty fun. She you know, obviously, you know, she casts like a healing aura around and that gets you points. And then she could throw down like a turret that would get points as well. So I do feel like the healer, it's easier to get points. And the way it worked too is you build up your combo. So you get your combo up to like 250 times yeah. combo. It just kept going. And so if you died, that's why... Like the second you die, you're, you're done. Yeah, you at, least in, at least in the competition yeah. that they had. If you stayed alive for the entire time and just kept that combo going and going and going, that's how you could really get the numbers up. So, But it was fun. It was... Uh, like you said, it was crazy. It was hectic. But it was, it was definitely something... I don't want to say completely new, but it was new in a sense, and it just yeah. it, it yeah. just felt like a fun it game. It fun yeah. to, like, a fun co-op player that you could play with your friends. Um, I actually went in there. I, I picked the DPS on purpose because I thought that would be the easiest to get the high score on because I figured you'd be the guy killing everyone, but it was the healer. The yeah, healer, was... like, doubled my, like, the top score was double, almost triple my score. Yeah, I was going to pick the DPS or the tank and... The two random guys I was with just went right for that, so I said, "Okay, I'll play the healer." And yeah, I had like at least double or triple their score as well. So yeah, so um, uh, if there's leaderboards, I'm guessing they're gonna sort it up by by class. class hopefully, <laughs> I don't want healers at the top all the time just because because no they're broken almost. Class, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Each you know each character was felt different and it felt pretty smooth. Now I don't know if they now Mirror's Edge comes out in May, so that's pretty pretty soon mm -hmm. and then cuphead they still don't have a release date yet they just said sometime in 2016 live lock i'm not sure i can look it up real quick i'm not yeah. sure if they said when that's coming out yeah so you look just so up. we get an idea of when all yeah. these games are coming out yeah and so i'll talk about the next game actually probably the next couple of games myself because chris didn't play them so the first game i went to was perception perception went on a kickstarter last year i believe and it's about a blind girl in a, I guess you could say a haunted house. She doesn't, I don't think she knows that it's haunted. But uh, pretty much you see nothing except sound will affect your sight. 
So you tap on the floor, you tap on the wall, and then it'll send out a sound wave almost to show you where things are. Or, you know, if wind's coming in from a window, you'll, you can see that the window's there. That was a pretty cool game. Uh, the demo was, well, actually, there was, wasn't really any line for it either. But yeah, the demo was pretty short too, maybe 20, 25 minutes if you knew where you were going. Uh, it seems like, I think this would be a great game for virtual reality. Uh, maybe get it on the Vive because it's almost a horror game and you know being that blind character would would fit in really well with the virtual reality. Well I was watching people play and I don't know oh by the way live lock it just said 2016 okay. it doesn't have an actual release date but I was watching people play while I was waiting for you and I don't know if you experienced it at all because I didn't see on your screen but there were points where it told you to hide so I'm guessing there's some kind of yeah, ghost uh, or monster that does have, add to the horror element. And I saw, you know, a guy like ran hidden like a chest and you have to hide in there and wait. Yeah, for... that's what I had to do. You had to run and hide in the chest and then you could peek out and see almost like if you've seen the Nightmare Before Christmas. He kind of looked like the boogeyman. So he walked by and you would have to wait until he disappeared and then you could get out. But that's all we saw of him. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more horror elements in there. Yeah, and no, I did see this game when it was on Kickstarter, and it definitely looked interesting. So Yeah, I backed it, um, so I'm excited for that to come out. Really, the other thing is, you know, you walk around. You can pick a lot of things up and throw them, which didn't do anything in the demo, but I'm guessing you can use that. I'm thinking you use that to, like, distract. Maybe distract. Yeah, the, distract people. You throw it, and it makes a sound, and they the walk game, the other yeah. way. Yeah, almost, I guess, kind of like Outlast, almost. Oh, that was another speaking, game. Speaking, yeah, speaking yeah. of Outlast. We <laughs> Outlast were, 2, we tried to get into that. We really wanted to play Outlast. So the first day we saw Outlast 2, there's this... I don't even know how to describe it. Almost it was like, like a, a house. It was like a house. Yeah, yeah it was like a, a castle or something. This is big black house. And what they what apparently you did was you would go in there and it was dark in there and they had three people playing and stuff. Yeah. And they'd, I guess they'd try to scare you while you were in there. And again, lesson yeah. learned, do it the first day because the first day... There was no line at all, and the guy's like, yeah, you guys could just go in. But we were like, oh, let's go look at yeah. other stuff, and we'll play tomorrow. Yeah, and then, And then the next day, again, lines capped were capped. Everything. Like, everything on the show floor, it didn't matter if it was, like, indie game, whatever. It, I feel like every line was capped. The cool thing was uh, they had, I don't even know, like, maybe a huge, huge area of indie games like, yeah, it was. It, it was, was at least probably it was massive. It yeah. was probably at least half the half. Well, the way they did, they had half the floor was card games and tabletop games, mm -hmm. and then half was video games. And then I'd say probably half, at least maybe, maybe half a quarter, or a quarter half. of the video game area was indie games. So yeah, which I I love indie games. Um, I love trying them all out. So that's what I did mostly on Saturday. I went to a couple that I could get to in time. But like I said, the the floor closed early, so I didn't even get to play a lot of those. Well, uh, especially because the second day we waited in yeah, line for. Yeah. We're gonna talk about it in a little bit. One of the games we played, but we were online for that for like two Most and a half hours. Day. So. Yeah. Um. After perception, right across there was a. I'm guessing this guy maybe made the game by himself. I wasn't sure, but there's only two stations up, and it was called She Remembered Caterpillars. I haven't checked anything out about it yet. I forgot, but pretty much it was a, a puzzle game where there were little guys on the screen, uh, different colors. So at first you started with a red guy, and you had to get him to this red flower. And then once you get all the guys to their right color, 
platforms, you would win the level. But then it got harder. There were red and blue guys that you had to get to. And then there were bridges, so only that color could pass that bridge. There were gates, so only the opposite color could pass. And then it got even harder where you had to... The red and the blue guy could jump into each other and form into purple. A uh, purple guy, which then you'd have to go somewhere and then split off. So it was a really cool game. Uh, at the beginning of each level, there was a little blurb that told some sort of story. But, you know, I don't really know what the story is yet. But it seems like it has a, a deeper meaning behind it. Um, so, yeah, that was it for that one. I definitely want to check that one out. After that, I went over to a game called Lumo, which was another 3D puzzler sort of game. You had to walk around the rooms, try and figure out how to get from one place to the next. That one I wasn't too thrilled about. It looked... Uh, it looked like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it looked alright. It didn't look... It looked interesting and, I guess, fun for something maybe you'd get as a games with gold on Xbox Live or something, yeah. like on Steam sale, like, but I don't know if I'd pay, you know. Yeah, it did say there were, like, hundreds of levels, which is, which is nice. It seems like there's a lot of things to do, and you'll get a bunch of powers later on, but I wasn't that excited playing it. I definitely would play it if I had it, but yeah, it was just a puzzler. You got from one room to the next, you'd have to, like, pick up crates, move crates around, try not to die. If you die, you start back at the beginning of the room. Um, but that was pretty much it for that one. Uh, the only other thing we played was Pyre. Now, Pyre <laughs> is made by Supergiant Games, so Bastion, Bastion, Transistor, uh, two of my favorite games. Um, so I really wanted to play that one. So as soon as we got in on Saturday, so yeah, we waited, we, we just hopped into line for Pyre, um, because that was one game I definitely wanted to play, no matter how long the wait was. When we first got there, actually, it was capped well we went to we went didn't we go to we went to we happy we went to first. we and that then we capped. went to the bethesda booth and then i said I but we tried going no didn't we wasn't there a third game we tried going to i thought there was a third game well we might have checked out outlast again oh yeah it was outlast yeah so we went to we happy few first that was capped then we went to pyre because that was like the second game we wanted to play that was capped yeah so we tried going to outlast and then outlast was capped so yes. then i was like i'm gonna go to the bethesda booth to buy some fallout <laughs> merch so I went to the Bethesda booth, and then you went back to Pyre, and yeah, that was finally uncapped. But but it was like a two-and-a-half-hour line, so... So yeah, so we waited in line for about like two, two-and-a-half hours for Pyre, well, so... We, well, before that, we, uh, me and my other brother, um, we went over there, and the, line was, the line was capped, and we asked her, and she said, okay, you can just hop in. So luckily, we got into that one. Um, Chris came over, he hopped in line with us, but yeah, we were in line for about three hours. Once we got into the front, we got in. Now again, while we were waiting in line though, you could see they had the demo on TVs and, <laughs> yeah. and again, just watching it, very story yeah, a lot driven of story. when there didn't need, like, just show me the gameplay. That's what I care about. Let me play the gameplay. Yeah. Or maybe a short intro just so we know what the story's about. Exactly. But I don't need... I don't need the whole intro of the exactly. game. Just, um, just show me the gameplay is what I'm really interested in. Yeah, so there was a lot of talking in intro, maybe five, ten minutes. People were on those those PCs, too, for probably at least like a half hour, yeah, maybe 45 yeah. minutes with some of them. So. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing. People who are just <laughs> bad at games, they take 
extra long. Yeah, so in my opinion, real quick, is one of the things they could do at PAX is actually have like a timer and a shutoff, so then the console or the PC or whatever, the demo, will just kick off after 15 minutes. It doesn't matter what point in the demo you got to, because if you're... Especially if they make it more gameplay-oriented. Yeah, because like, like 15 minutes of gameplay yeah, is a lot more than... You know exactly you know, what's going yeah. on. Yeah, and especially, like I said, it's not... Shouldn't it's not fair to peep just because people someone's bad at a game and they're gonna take you know a half hour to get through a part that could take me fifteen minutes that less people get to play it just because they're bad at it and I'm not saying if you're bad at games you shouldn't be able to play games obviously but it just just to it gives make more it, people a turn just to give more people a chance to see the game and experience the game and play it so but anyway back to yeah so so we get so in pretty much yeah like i said pyre made by Supergiant. um so like always with all their other games beautiful graphics beautiful sound with this gameplay the best way to describe it is like in gym class when you would play basketball but that special kind of basketball where you could only move like two steps and then pass it yeah you like made up a game yeah yeah so uh you'd have three characters mm-hmm. one was like a heavy guy like a, a heavy medium tank, guy yeah. and a, a small little dog like creature guy, yeah. so yeah small normal mm-hmm. speed and fast but then you could only move a character by passing this orb to them so you could only move <laughs> one character at a time uh, there was a jump feature, so you could jump over enemies, and then uh, you could also shoot your essence at the enemy to destroy them. destroy them, yeah. And when you destroy an enemy, it takes, like, maybe five seconds for them to respawn. So your goal of the game, pretty much, is to get the orb to the enemy's pyre. Ba- basket. Pyre, yeah. yeah. But it's like a basket. Yeah, it's called yeah, it's pyre. Like, it's like a yeah. basket, hence the name of the game. But yeah, yeah it's like a basket. But when you... So you have to carry it in with your character. So when you carry it in with that character... The character technically dies, I guess, for a few seconds, and you're out. That character's out for a certain period of time. Yeah, they're out for longer when you make for longer a point, when you make out a point. for like maybe 30, yeah. 40 seconds. So it's it's got a lot of it's got a decent amount of strategy to it too, because yeah, you could rush in with the fast guy and you know throw it in the pyre, but your fast guy's gonna be out for a while, then and then you're gonna be left with your heavier tank and your medium guy, who is more kind of like a mage type character. So yeah, there's some some strategy involved in how you want to play it and who you want to send and all that stuff and how you want to set up your guys because you know you could throw the ball to a guy they could you could set them in a certain place so they're there like ready you could pass the ball back all that stuff so yeah and it had an, uh, an RPG like element to it as well so every there were like days and every day you would make camp and then you could could forage Teach, for food yeah forage for food learn some teachings or study yourself yeah um, or you could teach you could teach you could other, teach other people other people your, yeah. your partners which you would use to level them up and then when you level up there's also a skill tree for each character uh to increase their abilities and then after each day you would choose what path you wanted to take next so along with the normal battle gameplay there's also the rpg element to that I don't know if if they're going to be including anything else. I mean, I'm sure they're including varied teams as well. The first one we fought normal, medium, heavy to normal, medium, heavy. But then the second battle was, was all mediums. our normal, medium, heavy. Yeah, to all medium. So maybe later on we'll get new guys or we can adjust our team and they'll have different teams. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It was, it was fun. I liked the game a lot. I just, again, I don't know if it was worth the... 
three-hour wait. I mean, to be fair, I don't know if any game's worth a three-hour wait, honestly. <laughs> Not a knock on Pyre, obvious, of course, but... Uh, I'd say a lot of the, the big AAA games probably aren't worth it. Like, I'm glad I didn't wait in line for Gears of War, because as soon as we got home... Actually, I think the Gears of War beta was already the, out. I think the we Gears of War beta might have been so out, So there was honestly, no point yeah. in really waiting for that, so I'm glad yeah. I didn't. Or, like, things like Overwatch and Battleborn... They've that, had I mean, so the many Overwatch betas, betas been out, out there. forever, yeah. So, so it wasn't even worth waiting in line for those. But a lot of the indie games, I definitely like checking out. Um, and the, well, the nice thing about the indie games was they didn't have the bad caps that are the as bad of weights as some of the other games had. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, Pyre had a pretty long wait. But, I mean, technically, I guess they're indie, but they are pretty well known by this point for the other games they have made. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, it was fun. I yeah. just don't know. If, but, I mean, at the same time, what else were you going to do? Because everything else is capped anyway. Yeah. So I guess you might as well pick a game and stick with it. So Yeah. I mean, find one or two games that you really want to play and, and then just wait for them. I mean, that, that was pretty much it for the games we played. There were a lot of raffles going on and prizes given away. We were in, a, let's see, LiveLock had a raffle, which Microsoft. I won a... I won a Razer Mamba Tournament Edition mouse from that. Microsoft had a raffle. Bethesda, Bethesda had a raffle. Uh, they were all giving away really cool prizes, Xboxes, PS4s, things like that. Microsoft was giving away, because I went to that one while you were at the Live Lock one. Yeah. Microsoft was giving away, I think, some games, and they were giving away, like, $50 xbox live like merchandise cards and every and, day too they would have these raffles every day yeah so uh, and i think i'm not i'm not positive but i think like the microsoft one we we left we just threw our raffle tickets in the hotel room because we thought they were garbage yeah, after that day yeah. but i think actually what they did was they on the second day they pulled from it too so we could have technically won on the second day as well so really yeah. do the raffles on the first day because then there's less of a pool of people they're pulling from right, so it raises right. your chances a bit I will say that the Microsoft one was the worst and most poorly conducted. <laughs> you think since they were raffle. Microsoft, they would have it a little more organized? I, but. I mean, have a megaphone for crying out loud. So the Live Lock one, they had you know giant speakers and the guy had a microphone. I could I could hear the Live Lock one from the Microsoft raffle, which was I don't know uh, at least 15, 20 feet away. Probably longer. No, probably maybe a little that. longer. Yeah, probably like a hundred feet at least, but. Uh, and then same with Bethesda. Bethesda had a microphone and a bunch of speakers. The Microsoft one, there's just a guy just <laughs> yelling the numbers. And I'm telling you, there's at least a couple hundred people trying to cram around the Microsoft booth. And, and this guy's say, yeah, some guy started writing it on his like, yeah. Just some some guy. This guy's yelling packs. numbers and no one can hear. So everybody's like, what? Like, what's the numbers? So everybody's just trying to pass it along. But then you know, it's the game of telephone there, where who knows if someone actually called your number and they just said it wrong. So then finally, this guy just in the front, some random person at PAX, started just writing in the numbers on his phone, then holding it up to the crowd so everyone could see. Because, <laughs> like I said, it was just the most poorly uh, planned thing. I, I, have a megaphone at least. I don't know, do something like because no one could hear anyone. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, that was that was all the games we got to play. I, if I wish I had a Sunday ticket because there's definitely a lot more indie games I want to try out. Uh, but now we know for next year. The only other thing I really want to talk about is that swag bag. Oh, God. <laughs> well, when you said a bunch of free stuff in the beginning, and uh, I was going to make a comment then, but I didn't. Yeah. So. so every year, uh, PAX just gives out a swag bag. I, I mean, most, con year, most conventions do. Yeah. So, last you know. year, our brother went, and he said they gave out, like, 
four I th- magic decks. I like, think they had well, no, like cards. No, I think they were just cards. He no, said. he gave he came brought them home. They were like full size decks in each bag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> they he, gave away a lot of magic either, cards. Either way, the point. they gave away something cool. Here's, here's the thing. Even if it, even if it wasn't decks, and even if yeah. it was like five magic, even if it was a booster pack of magic yeah. cards, it's still either way than what we got this year. That I think he said lanyards too. I don't remember. Okay, yeah, you know, he got cool stuff. I've been to other conventions. I've been to like New York Comic Con and stuff, and you know, you expect some free stuff to be like at least a lanyard. You're at a convention, yeah. like you should at least something. Now most of the booths were giving away lanyards, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, we but saw you, this one dude who had like twenty lanyards. Yeah, like clipped onto his yeah, clipped onto his belt loop. But you would expect the convention itself to be giving away lanyards at least, so then people could clip their badges onto it. But yeah, so we didn't get the the swag bag the first day because the Mm -hmm. line I can't even explain. I can't even so long it wasn't even moving. I can't even explain to you for you to fathom how long this line was because it almost wrapped, I feel like if you un put the line in a straight line it would probably wrap all the way around the convention center which makes no sense because it's just a you just have to go up and grab a bag yeah That's i don't all. know why it took so long <laughs> and the line wasn't moving so we were like ah whatever you know we'll come hopefully they'll still have them left tomorrow because obviously they get rid of stuff so we go back the next day and some guy actually just handed you the bag right yeah I think. he handed yeah. me the bag he, he was like i i got two of them by accident you want this yeah you want like, this meanwhile we were like, we were like in line ready to go we were right there one. the line was going a lot so, faster that day yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a long line i don't know what happened the first day but yeah he gave it to me and i i just started looking at it to see if it was even worth it and it was like it was all 90 percent ads and then we I, had like, like 99 percent ads yeah, like, and then we uh, had like a, a token a ticket for like bubble tokens or some some like random some game, mobile game. Yeah, mobile game. I don't know. And there, that was it. There was nothing else in there. It was so. all ads. No lanyard. <laughs> I no... just walked back and threw it away in the trash. No honestly. lanyard. No pin. No nothing. I mean, nothing. hell, nothing. we went to the IGN party and we got a free pin and free sunglasses. Yeah, like not sunglasses, but like whatever you consider them. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, nothing. Nothing. It was just all ads. <laughs> it was the first day. Honestly, at PAX was a real, real mess. Between, like I said, oh, the, the lines, the, the, the grab, line getting in. Yeah, the swag bags, like I said, I don't know why the line was so bad, and the second day was bad. The line getting in, you there was no one out, like no one from PAX outside saying, hey, this is the line for bags, this is the line for no bags, you know, this isn't a line, like stand here, stand there. there we was, got out of the Uber, and we were there was a line, and we, we were like, and it was, it was at least, no? it was at least probably like a block or two away from the convention. Yeah, the line some was. lady started yelling at us. She's like, this is the line, get to the back. And then finally, we just saw people walking up and we're like, no, this is just people waiting to cross the street. It was a line to wait to cross the street. And so we just walked up, crossed the street, and then got into the actual line, which was more just like a blob of it was just, people yeah, going it was just into a mess gates. Of people. And then when you're in that actual line, we were on there for like five minutes and then got in. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, why is there no one, uh, you know telling you where to go or telling you where to stand or anything like you know again i've so i've been in new york comic-con when you go to new york comic-con you walk up to the convention center and there's these huge gates and then they have fences on the side that like funnel everyone in obviously and then they funnel them in and then you have you know your 20 stations or whatever for security guards to check bags and do all that stuff and then you just you walk in they scan your badge and you walk in like this was just a mess. Like there were just people everywhere and there was no one from PAX being like, Hey, this is the line to stand in for bags. And this is the line to not. So then the second day was supposedly (laughs) supposed to be more organized. Supposedly. Supposedly we get up there and 
there's a line and it says bags, no bags, obviously. So, but guys we, in front of us had bags keep, in the no bag line, so we were like, oh, I guess they really don't care. We'll just stand in this. Yeah, and then we get up there and they're like, this is no bags. You can't go in here. So we get out and go into the bag line, and when we're in the bag line, oh, they also brought in drug sniffing dogs this day. For I don't the know, second day, I don't, I don't know, know why. Yeah, happened the first. I don't day. know what the first day someone snuck but, uh, in like three metric yeah, tons so of we, cocaine <laughs> or something. I have no idea. We but. had to bring our bags in, drop them on the floor, and the dog smelled them. But yeah, so then we got up and we looked over, and the no bag line had people. Had people bags. bags after the lady told us. You can't be here because you have bags. I was ready. So was I was ready to scream. It was a mess. It was. It was definitely a mess. Um, so hopefully they get it, get it next year. But uh, I mean, they've been doing this convention for what, like <laughs> yeah, sixteen years now, or something like that. I yeah. think it is. So like, I don't know why. I mean, even our brother who went last year said that it wasn't that bad last year. So I don't know what happened this year that they were just, they just didn't have their their act together. Like I don't know what was going on, but yeah. I mean, hopefully it'll be a bit more organized and fluid next year yeah so yeah that's all i want to talk about i don't know about you uh yeah i mean i think that's really it we talked about the convention the games we played and Um, i mean yeah if you have the chance definitely go out there and experience it it's a fun experience especially if you're you know you're really into gaming and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh even if you're not into video games as much and you're into you know tabletop games or card games or anything oh, like yeah. they had a huge section for that they had you know just tables set up that you could play all day yeah, um, there's plenty of stuff there to do i mean yeah even if even if you're not into gaming in that general, much in general it's like, just, like it's just fun to be around if you go to like if you like going to cons and stuff just it's something you know there were so many cosplayers there and everything like there was a concert on friday there's night concerts yeah there's a yeah, there was there's an orchestra on saturday night yeah you know there's a lot of stuff uh so if you have an opportunity, definitely go do it at least once. You know, just say you did it. It's a lot of fun. Even pick up, you know, if you're not sure, if you live around the area, just pick up a one-day pass and head there one day. Yeah, I mean, especially if you live in the area, because it's, I mean, you could just walk there, yeah. then it's not, you know, and just check it out, because it was a lot of fun, and it was just cool to be around so many people that have the same interests and have the same passion and everything, so that was, that was a fun experience, so. Yeah, so hopefully we get the three-day passes next year, but uh, we'll definitely be going again any, any chance we get. Um, so that's it. Uh, I forgot to say in the beginning of this podcast, if you wanted to email me about anything with suggestions of games to play, talk about, uh, if you have any corrections or questions, comments, whatever, you can either email me at fullinventorypodcast at gmail.com or just tweet me at finventorycast. And for today's fun fact, a little bit about PAX. PAX first started in 2004 in Bellevue, Washington, and only about 3,300 people showed up, as opposed to 2011, where PAX Prime had almost 70,000 people show up.